I want to share with you messages as we prepare for Christmas. And I want to share this message with you about protecting the most precious gift God has given us. His very own seed. And God has been protecting this seed since the beginning of time. In Genesis 3.15, when Adam and Eve had sinned, God promised that the seed of the woman would crush the serpent's head. It would bruise his heel. But the seed of the woman would deliver mankind. God promised a seed. He promised a gift. But it is so precious. This seed must be protected. And they were waiting for the seed. They wanted to return back into the Garden of Eden, but God had to protect this seed. You see, if Adam and Eve had gone back into the Garden to eat of the Tree of Life while they were fallen, they would have established an eternal damnation over their souls. They would have eaten that Tree of Life for eternity in a fallen condition. God had a seed that was going to deliver mankind, but not yet. So He had to put a blazing cherubim in front of the garden so that they would not go and ruin what God had planned for them, a seed that was going to come. And God protected it. Even allowing a covering for Adam and Eve while mankind waited for this seed. Well, in Genesis 6 it tells us That the sons of God, the angels, the fallen angels came and mingled with mankind, so much so to corrupt the very DNA and seed of man. That God would not allow this because he needed to protect the seed within man. And he found one family that had not been corrupted. And so he put them in an ark and destroyed mankind and all of the world except for one family to protect the seed of salvation that was coming for us. And he rescued the world through Noah and his family. And that seed was sustained and protected once again. But then as time went on, we see man corrupting and continuing to be corrupted. And so at Babel, God confuses and confounds their language. And he gives the nations to all of the number of angels, it says in Deuteronomy 32, except he decides to take one family from a seed and raise it up. He tried to work with the nations and it wouldn't happen. So he called a man out of the Ur of Chaldees, Abram, to protect the seed to bring salvation to mankind. And he called Abraham out and began to work with one family to establish that seed promised to mankind and dispersed the nations. But this seed, as a small family, was vulnerable. As Abraham was growing in his family with Isaac, And Isaac having Jacob and 12 sons, there were many ferocious tribes, vicious peoples, and nations that could easily wipe out 
Jacob and his 12 children. So God incubated them and preserved the seed of Israel into Egypt as a family because in that family was the seed that was going to deliver mankind. So he put them in Egypt. And in Egypt they grew from a family into a nation. And when it was time to bring that seed-bearing nation out from captivity, he brought them into the promised land. But in order to protect them, he gave them the law. This law is going to keep now a nation bearing the seed of hope for the salvation of mankind, restrictions so that they would not mingle this seed with the nations. Because you remember at Babel, that's how it was corrupted. So he kept this nation and brought them to the promised land and began to destroy the Canaanites, the Amalekites, all the ites that were in the land to protect and preserve the seed that was coming to save mankind. And he protected this nation with the law so that they would stay separate and unique from all other nations, and they would learn that they are the seed-bearing nation of salvation. And this law protected them and kept them. But in the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law. The seed came in the fullness of time to where the King of kings, the Lord of glories, the Word of God, the seed of God became flesh and dwelt among us. Behold, a virgin shall conceive, and she bore a son. The seed of God implanted in Mary gave us Christ the Lord. This king of glory was born in a stable in a small town to protect the seed. This baby could have been wiped out as Herod heard of a child, a king that was born, and he went to destroy all the children two years and under in Bethlehem. But God had Mary and Joseph escape to protect the seed. And as the baby was born, it took 30 years before Jesus would manifest to preach the kingdom. And we waited. Jesus then gathered 12 around him. And he began to preach the kingdom of God and teach the kingdom of God to these 12 but he himself was never promoted. He held himself in the backwoods of Galilee until he decided to come forth in his third year of teaching into Jerusalem to reveal who he was. And within that week of who he was being revealed, they decided to kill him. It was time for the seed to be revealed. He was beaten, he was scourged, and he was reviled. 
all of that to outwit the devil. Even in all of his beatings and even in his death, it was to protect the seed. Because Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians, none of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would have not have crucified the Lord of glory. Beaten for us, scourged for us, he became a curse for us to pay the price of sin. Knowing that when you bury this seed in the ground, it will rise up and unleash all the promises of God. Amen. The seed had come. And as Jesus said, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. That promised seed that came, came in Christ Jesus, came and was beaten, scourged, and hung on a cross to be a curse so that he would die and be buried so that all the promises of God would now be yes and amen. As he rose from the grave, the seed that came in the flesh is now manifest in the majesty of King Jesus. He is the Lord over sin and death and the grave. He broke it all, hidden and protected by God's wisdom. And this seed is an imperishable seed. Peter tells us that since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable through the living and abiding Word of God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word was crucified, dead, and buried. Risen from the dead, the Word now comes forth, releasing the Spirit of God to plant this same seed in every one of us. Not born of human seed, but now born of the seed of God. It's this seed that was released on the day of Pentecost as the Spirit came forth because Christ finished the sacrifice for sin. Now this seed can be implanted in everyone who receives Christ. You receive an imperishable seed. It's uncorruptible. It cannot be taken. It cannot be broken. It is given unto you as an imperishable seed of God. And for over 2,000 years, the church has continued to protect that seed. The twelve spoke the apostles' doctrine. They pronounced the gospel of Jesus Christ. And since that time, that seed has been planted around this world. And somehow, someway, it got planted in you. And the gift of the imperishable seed of God now abides in you. 
And you, receiving this gift from God that had been planned since the garden that God had protected for centuries is now in you, and you must protect it. You must guard it, and you must cultivate it. The seed was birthed in you because you died to yourself, and the imperishable seed was birthed within you. Now I ask you, brothers and sisters, are you protecting the seed that God gave you, this gift of salvation, is it bearing fruit? Have you died to yourself and to your flesh so that the fruit of this imperishable seed begins to expand and grow in your life? Are you watering it daily? Are you protecting the gift God's given you? God never planned for the seed to stay dormant, but to grow within each one of us. What attacks the seed? What do we need to protect from? Doubt. Did God really say? was the original attack in the garden, wasn't it? Did God call me? Did God heal me? Did God deliver me? Did God use my life for a reason? Yes! And this seed is in you. It is imperishable. It will continue to grow if you'll water it and protect it. Why are we watering the seed of God with the filth of the world? You heard the word this morning. Why are we asking for the things that are broken and fallen of the world of, of serpents and stones when God has living bread and the spirit that he so desires to give, the seed to grow up? What about fear? How can we fear anything if we've got a seed in us that's incorruptible, that will not perish? We've got a seed in us that is greater than anything that is in the world. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. This seed can produce life and life abundantly. The tree of life's been planted in you to bear the fruit. And we shy away and we back away for the fear of man. When God had protected the seed for so long, waiting to implant it into your heart. Don't let fear rob you of who you are. Don't let your flesh rob you. We, we stimulate and medicate our flesh because of our doubt and fears when we have the seed of life in us, this gift of God, if we would recognize what we have. The, it isn't over for you people. It's just begun. Many of you have not even discovered the potential of what lies within your soul in this seed. Don't give up. Don't be robbed by someone else's foolishness. Don't be robbed by someone else's sin. 
Don't give up. You have life and life abundantly within you. Protect it. Don't let sin make it lie dormant. Don't let the flesh distract you. You've got the seed of God. There's no greater gift than celebrating the seed of Jesus Christ. He is in you. He is in you. We've been using the term seed, but all along what we've meant is God. God is in you. And he told Eve that the seed coming was crushing the head of the enemy so that God could be one with us again and dwell in us. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about you dying and going to heaven. I'm talking about life coming into you. I'm talking about heaven invading you. I'm talking about you changing your world because the seed of life dwells in you. Cultivate what God has given you. Cultivate this gift. Christmas is the celebration of God with us. Emmanuel, the Lord of glory. He's not in your thinking. He's in your being. He's in your identity. You have become a son of God. Now let us walk under that authority. And let us celebrate Christmas and protect the gift God has given you. God wants you to take what he has given you now and give it to this world that is dead and speak life. Let's bow our heads. I pray an anointing upon you, the people of God, for the imperishable seed dwells in you. That seed is the Word of God, which is Christ Jesus. By the Spirit, He has now implanted it in you, and you have Christ in you. It's the hope of glory. It's the hope for this world. You are the hope for your family. You are the hope for those around your neighborhood. You are the hope for your city. We are the hope for this nation. The church is the hope for the world. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, O God. And I call forth to the seed that is within everyone in this house. And I pray that it will be watered and it will bear fruit. And you will grow into the kingdom of God that you are to become. This imperishable seed is the gift of God and we celebrate it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen.